0: Show for this week with Reggie Witherspoon, Matt McCall, and Conzo Martin on the show. We're gonna start off with my man. He was a technical last year with Matt McCall. He did big things down there. He won his Southern Conference title, went to the NCAA tournament. You know they did big. He, my man, got up a job in Buffalo again now. So we got him on the show with us right now. Reggie with Spoon, coach man, how is life treating you, man? You back on, back in the saddle again, leading the team again. Back in the
1: saddle, boss man. That is good. And glad to be here.
0: Yes, indeed. And you know, for you, you're going back home again. You was Buffalo. You, you brought that program on the map, but not, now you're at Kenesha, still in Buffalo, man. So, be back, community. My house has been for you. Kind of like home for you. You're a New York guy anyway, Western New York guy anyway. So, what's it like to kind of like go back home for you,
1: man? Well, it's been good. It's been a whirlwind. You know, we, we got in town and it was late in June. So, I had to hire staff, had to recruit we recruited seven new guys, actually, two, uh, Two of them here so we got five new guys and then we had to finish our schedule so man I, I've been traveling so much as, as how I come to the realization so that I'm actually back home but but things are good things yes, are good
0: yes indeed now coach you're getting in there so late were you able to kind of see what your guys were before they, they went away from summer school were you to kind of looking for after starting here up here in October
1: well we saw a little glimpse of them in the summer and, you know, every day we're learning a little bit more about them, but it has been difficult because, you know, we're so late and they're learning, so we're learning what they're capable of. They're trying to figure out what our expectations are. So every day I think we both learn a little bit more about each other.
0: Yes, indeed. Folks, Reggie with the spoon here on the boss, man. Talking about the Golden Grips up there in Buffalo at Canisius doing big things. Now, Coach, when it comes to recruiting, you said you've been on the road a lot. Now, this is what you've been so late, you kind of can go to your normal route. So, when well, you trying to move above locally in western New York guys, northeastern guys, you're trying to go all over the place and in the future. When well, you try to stay maybe northeastern, would you come down, back down, Atlanta away, go out west a little bit? How do you feel something about the recruiting process going forward now when you get entrenched up there at Canisius?
1: Boston, we're going to go everywhere we have to gotcha. to get players. We have to. We have to go where we need to go to get players. And so that might be in the South. It might be out West. It, it could be in the Northeast. It, it could be in the Midwest. It could be internationally. Um, but, you know, we, you know, it, it's the best line that we do is to get good players, get the best, best student athletes that can help us build the program and sustain it. So, um that means we're going to have to go uh go pretty much all over and, and we have a pretty wide variety of of uh places um on our roster that are represented doesn't mean we won't have kids locally because I mean, we could we could do that as well um but um so we, we're just trying to get where we can go uh to get the best student athletes.
0: and looking at your roster now coach uh before what you've seen so far, who are some guys you expect to have some big years for you to contribute a lot to your roster, helping you guys win games on a dynamic basis, Coach?
1: Well, we have three guys, sort of three core guys uh, that have played a lot, um, you know, last year and are capable of scoring a lot. And th- that would be uh, Cassius Robinson, Jermaine Crumpton, and Phil Valenti. And, um, you know, those are the guys that I think the teammates are expecting a lot from them as well. And, um, you know, we'll we'll certainly have to have other people contribute, but that that would be the center of our nucleus, starts with those three guys.
0: And what kind of style are you gonna play, coach? You gonna play more of up and down style? You to def- defend hard, slow down offense. What style you see yourself playing with your guys? And also, coach, does it kind of have, mean you have to kind of mold your style to the guys you have? You might have a style you prefer, but you have to mold it kind of to what you have on the roster right now.
1: Well, and certainly that's going to be it. We, we're going to have to, to make it fit to the personnel we have. But what we do have to start defensively, and it, it's going to take some building. Uh, it's going to take some. Um, persistence from us as a coaching staff to make sure that our guys understand that uh you know I think there might that what we've seen so far is that you know our guys would rather start with what happens on offense. And um, we can't let that happen. And it's gonna take us a while before we get that across But what we're doing we're to listen, this is not what we do on defense. Now we'd like to run and certainly we want to score. Um, but to do that by taking the ball out and then run, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. So we want to start defensively uh, and get that point across and, and make sure that we're doing that. Because, and the reason for that, boss man, is because defense travels. You're right about that. Every now and then you you can have an off night offensively, and I think it happens to the best of them. And if you don't have that foundation in place, you, you're just giving the game away. But defense travels and we have <laughs> right to make like sure that.
0: that our guys understand that exactly just look at a team like you know the cleveland cavaliers even golden state those guys defend every night for the most part they gonna bring the defensive intensity every night even if they have an off night they gonna shut you down so we can get you get what you, you come back in the game if you defend and i'm talking to damn about this coaches about how his guys love the school but they don't want to defend so he spends an hour just defensive legals to get that in their mind. So that's what you're gonna be doing for Joe guys. kinda get that in mindset that we're gonna defend what we play offense, we're gonna defend all the hour or two and practice Let's get that in their head. We're our defensive team first before you get to the offensive ball.
1: You gotta play you got you listen, I always say you gotta you gotta do your chores first before you get a chance to go out and play. And defense sometimes can be a chore. But if you embrace it and and you find a love for it, a passion for it, you can get good at it. And then when you go out and play, you can have fun. So uh, that's, that's the way we've, you know, tried to get that. It takes a while to change a mindset, to get guys to understand that, to appreciate it, to value it, to love it, to embrace it. That's, that's, that's where we're at right now. And uh, if, we could get, we probably, if we can get that in place, we have a pretty good chance, uh, uh, you know, to win some games. Um, Our death is, is another concern for us it is, you know, those three guys have to be on the court a lot. But we're going to need contributions from other people. And, um, you know, that's going to be a challenge. Cool.
0: Now, Coach, look at your schedule, Coach. I see some games of interest that I know about. My, you my alma mater, Tennessee State at your place. UT Mar, the school I had to go up against in college myself. Kentucky as well at Rupp Arena. So, Coach, you guys are working off way with these teams. You got a Monoma team, Manhattan, I mean, these teams you hear about. We'll come March Madness time, so is this schedule you have, Coach? What you really wanted for your guys to test them early before they get in conference play, so they can know how it is to compete against high level competition so they get in that conference play and play those guys you play up there in your conference.
1: Well, a- absolutely, and uh, it is a challenge. One of the other challenges, uh, Boss Man, is that we, you know, we have seven of our first nine games on the road. And, um, you know, you have to use your non-conference games as best you can to prepare you for conference play. And we know, you know, every conference you go in, is tough because teams have a tendency to be a little bit similar. And teams know each other very, very well. And, uh, you know, when that happens, you know, you you have some difficult, grinded out situations. Then you have the travel involved. And our travel has a tendency to be uh stressful because other than Niagara, our games are pretty much further away than our conference opponents. So, we have to use these non-conference games. And like I said, seven of the first nine of them are on the road.
0: Exactly. And I see some tough ones out there, but I have confidence in you, Coach, because I saw you last year, Coach Matt McCollish. I knew you would do your thing, so I know you, I got confidence in you that you can get those guys ready and prepared. And Coach, just on that same vein, my listeners want to know what uh, a typical game game is for a head coach. What do you do on, like, a game day or practice day? How, how do you get your day going to deal with your guys on a practice day and, and
2: on a game day?
1: Well, typically for me, I like to get up in the morning and get a good sweat, get a good workout, and uh, get, grab a little breakfast, come in the office, and then just sit in there and get as much film review as possible. Uh, and then um, – uh, uh, that's, that's, you know, even that's a practice that you can get some film review and then huddle up with the staff talk about what we need to do in practice on that day to get our guys better. And when we're watching the video, sometimes we'll cut a few clips, edit a few clips and go in to, to video and then say, okay. We're going to show you these. These are the ones that we have to, uh, these are some things that we saw, be it from the prior practice or scrimmage or exhibition we got to cut these things out or we got to – this is what we do well and we got to make sure we continue to do it well. And, on a, uh, and then we go in practice and we give what we have. And Then we'll have a short meeting after practice with the staff and, um, and come back at it the next day on a game day. Uh, and we're still learning kind of the routine around here, but typically what, what we like to do is we'll come in and we'll have a shoot around. We'll come in, we'll watch video again, and, we'll, and I'll sit with the scout coach and, and see if there's anything – anybody saw differently or things that we we've been preparing for a couple of days. As you go into the shoot around, we want to know if there's anything that we in our preparation need to go over again. And, um, we need to emphasize and make sure we're getting it right. And, you know, so you kind of go through that and then we'll go to our shoot around. We'll do a pregame meal and then, uh, we'll come back. And we'll let the guys go out and warm up, and then we'll do a last, uh, little last-minute video. Uh, typically, we'll do that before we go out and shoot around, uh, shoot around as well, but we'll do a last-minute video, and then we'll go out and uh, find ourselves in a situation where we're ready to compete. So, um, you know, we're still developing some of those uh, routines, and, uh, um, but, you know, that's typically what we like to do. That's how we like to do it.
0: I hear that, Coach. Well, Coach, with a spoon, I'm gonna be definitely keeping an eye on you guys at Canisius, man. I wish you guys play a little bit closer down my way. I definitely come out there and see you guys play, but hopefully in the future you'll make that a game down this way, man. But if you're down here recruiting, Coach, you love to, have love you to come by and holler at me, man, in studio, whatever you wanna do, Coach. You know, you, you know, you want my guy. I like you, man. So, Coach, anytime you wanna come on the Boss Man Show, you're welcome to come on the show, Coach. Boss Man, I appreciate
1: you. You know I do. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: No doubt, Coach. Thank you, man. Folks, with the spoon here on the boss, man. So come on next is my man Conzo Martin, the Cal Bears. after the break.
3: Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach T Will 24 or Instagram TravisLWilliams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman radio show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Back here in the JR the Boss Man show, us joined by Reggie with us from Kenichi's. Join us now is Conzo Martin. Over here on the show before, we're in Tennessee. And he's out there with the Cal Bears and in the Pac 12. Coach Martin, how are you man, out there in Berkeley, man?
4: Oh, it's going well. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, indeed, Coach. Also, I want to ask you, man, what's been the biggest. Aspect of your program you've seen improve since you've been out there at Calbrook. you got out there in 14. What has been made you the most happiest about your program? Where has it grown from since you took over in 14?
4: Well, I think you always want to win basketball games. Uh, we've had success in winning games. We had the first uh, 18-0 record in school history, home record in school history. So we've got some great games. We want a better defensive teams in the country uh, as far as the numbers are concerned. But, 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 but for me, uh, just seeing guys become successful the transition from young men and the men guys getting degrees. Of. So, for me, those are the things I'm most proud of. Of course, we want to win a lot of games and ultimately be the last team standing. But so to see young men uh, reach their goals academically and not only just have uh, get degrees but have successful careers, uh, it's always a good thing for me.
0: And, Coach, coming off your success last year, making the a tournament and losing tough games in Hawaii in that tournament, what did you and your staff prioritize for your players returning in this offseason who, who wants to get back to that? tournament again and maybe go farther
4: than they went last year? Well, a couple of things. You know, uh, a, a lot of credit goes to Hawaii. They played well. Guys did a great job executing what they were trying to do. But on our side, you know, we had, we had a, a starting point guard, Tyrone Wallace, who was out there, game had a, a finger injury, a hand injury. Then Jabari Bader, a starting two guard. Uh, he, he got sick uh, right about uh, 15, 10 or 15 minutes before the game started. We had no clue what went down. His back was... Uh, so he couldn't play. So if you wanted two uh, out, so, that's you know, twenty five plus points, almost thirty points a game out. And then, you know, we had you know some stuff circling, swirling around our program, uh leading up until we won an incident that took place with one of our assistant coaches. So a lot of things that took place, but no excuses. But I think the thing that we took from, you know, as a coaching staff, and, and I say all those things as part of the game, but I, I think the one thing that we took from it was we had we had three guys they were 0 for 15 from the field. Uh, they were scholarship guys, good players, 0 for 15 from the field. So what I took from that as a coach, you have to have guys ready to play. Even though they were part of practice, my job as a coach is not only have them practice, but to be mentally ready to play in games because you never know when your number get called. That's one of the things that Gene Kelly, my college coach, always said. So that's what I really took from that game. Because uh, again, Hawaii did a great job executing. They won the game. We didn't give it what They wanted. But those are things for me as a coach to take in and moving forward.
0: Yes, indeed, Coach. Like you always say, you has got to be prepared. Like I said, from, from 1 down to 15, whoever's dressed in a uniform, make sure they are ready to go without a doubt. And I definitely believe in that as well. And, Coach, as your guys have been practicing, as you prepare for your season coming up, you know you have a – exhibition game coming up here with the california baptist uh who are some guys that have been standing out for you so far that's whose games have improved from the spring now summer now to preseason practice who's some guys you want to maybe point out to listeners to maybe that maybe they've been had a good camp for you and going to do some good things for this year for, for the bears
4: well obviously everybody knows about ivan Rabb. you know kids 16 or um talented big guy uh potentially one of the top guys in, in 17 draft, a uh, skilled big guy, I can shoot with left to right hand, scored around the rim, passed him with both hands, a wonderful young man. So he came back for a sophomore season, so great to have him back. Then Jabari the Bird is the other guy, a Bay Area young guy, six six as a senior, can shoot the ball, one of the better college shooters in the country. As a senior, uh, we expect big things from him. And then we have some new additions. I mean, a lot of people I know about the high school kid, Charlie Moles, one of the top 40 guys in America. A uh, six, you know, six foot five, eleven, six foot point guard from out of Chicago, can really score the ball, attack the rim, can make plays, push it in transition, and then we have a, a graduate transfer, Grant Mullins, who transferred from Columbia, and he's he's been a great addition to our program. But but I think two other guys. I mean, you got Sam Singel, who's got us a, a veteran point guard, but I think two other guys that I think are really starting to emerge uh, is Stephen Domingo and Roger Mute, who who's six 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 seven singers. Guys that are battle that haven't played a lot of programs. Spot minutes is here now, but I think those guys, with the way they're playing right now, could be a great additions to what we're trying to do.
0: I hear that, Coach. folks, we're joined by Coach Conzo and Martin, the Cal Bears. He's on the Boss Man Show in the ATL and around the ATL, around the areas. Now, Coach, uh, for as you've been out there in the Bay Area, Coach. Has affected how you're recruited when you're in Tennessee, Missouri State. Now, are you more on a national recruiting base, or are you more on the West Coast? So, so, how are you looking for players out the situation way out there at, at Berkeley now, Coach?
4: I think one of the things you always try to do in recruiting, you want to try to grow and uh, recruiting, grow your base, is what where you're recruiting from. But but for me, recruiting is about having good relationships with people, genuine relationships, and not so much as you know calling guys if they have a player or don't have a player. Just building relationships. 'Cause I think when the relationships are genuine, oftentimes we've had situations where coaches will call us about a guy, not even in their team but in the area. You need to look at this guy. Or somebody might know somebody's family and so, say, Man, you need to look at this guy and, and you build a relationship with them So I just try to maintain solid relationships whether whether coaches or AU coaches have players or not, and Just try to be genuine with that. But well, for me, you know, as an assistant coach at Purdue, I mainly recruit the Midwest because that's what that was our base, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, those areas. And then when I became a head coach at Missouri State, it was Midwest, but more you know, Illinois, Missouri, Iowa, those areas. And then when I got to Tennessee, I was really trying to build a base down south. So just building those relationships, which took time. And, and I've been out of California because of the Cal Berkeley brand, which is obviously the number one public institution in the world. It's not just in the United States. It's all across the world when it comes to recruiting. So, Again, just finding the right student-athletes athlete athletes that'll fit what we're trying to do, but, but the base is a lot wider than being at Cal Berkeley.
0: And Coach, yeah, I can't forget the education you get at Berkeley. That's a heck of a degree to walk away with out there for yeah. being a student-athlete out there, man. I can only imagine the classes out there for those guys on your team, man. It, it's
4: it's, a, it's, a, it's a truly and honor for a young guy because, again, you come here, we recruit guys that, First and foremost, because of talented basketball players, but when you have an opportunity to get a degree from Cal Berkeley, the magnitude of institution with the so so many Nobel laureates that are act- actually teaching classes, uh, it's just a great thing to be a part of a, as a young student. And, and, and oftentimes, as young guys, I know when I was a young student athlete, I was just going to the class, doing what I had to do to pass the class so I could play basketball. I, I didn't really have, understand the true impact of what it means to get a degree and really learn in that class and the, and the people that are teaching the class. And that's what I try to do for our players, to help them understand, not only to do something in the classroom, but to have an impact in the classroom, to take some of the information and run with it, because those things that you learn, they last a lifetime, So and just really build a relationship, because the one thing about a child, is you have the best of the best, and people come all, all over the world that are part of the university. Even as students, you might be sitting next to next to a 17-year-old kid at that uh, created an app that was sold for $5 million. So, I mean, just that's the level of students here at Cal Berkeley.
0: And, Coach, it's funny you say that because we're talking on the show a few weeks ago about how me and my co-hosts wish that we had tried more in school. You know, we, we both played sports. And like you said, didn't know if just to pass. But now it's like, I wish I gave it my all. Because that was my problem in school, coach as well. I was to do enough just to play sports. I really wouldn't apply myself. I'm not a dumb guy. I on the radio. But, you know, I wouldn't yeah. apply myself until I had to. I'll do it on, on the court, not so much in the classroom. And that's something you got to get guys get out of that mode. to make actually be a student and an
4: athlete at the same time. But those are the things I, that I really fight with our players about and, and not only see physically fighting but just to make them understand the importance not only just getting a degree not only just going to class but to be successful in class and and one of the things my my told G and Katie always said to me he set up or said uh, well, so to us as a team every every day you go to class you put a hundred dollars into your bank account and you said every day you miss class you take a thousand out and for me just not going with a lot of money anyway I try to do everything in my power to go to class. I won't me wrong, I miss class here now, but, but I try to make it a, a focus to go to class and try my best because growing up in East St. Louis, my mom did a tremendous job and provided for us and we didn't have a lot financially, but she did a tremendous job just trying to keep us out of harm's way and, and keep food on the table and put us in a position to be successful in life. But it wasn't a lot of talk about, you know, getting a degree, getting, getting a master's degree, getting a PhD and doing this and doing that. For me, it was just about, Trying to get to somebody's college and, and play basketball and, and be as successful as possible and and, and I'll, I'll be totally honest with you when I when I went to college, it was about playing basketball. I went to class because that's what I had to do. But, but around my junior year, I really start to understand the impact that this thing, this basketball thing, could be over here shortly. So let me try to do anything my father to get a degree and try to be successful in life.
0: Yes, indeed. That was great words from Coach Conzo Martin here on the Boston Man Show. As we talked about that last week here on the show a few weeks ago, and Coach, for listeners down here in Atlanta who may have forgot you in Tennessee, who may not have been aware, can you tell them how you, your style of play for your team, and how you guys defend hard, and hard man to man, how you defend the ball real tough, and how you want to play on offense this year for those who will be watching on FS1 and the, the Pac-12 Network to watch you guys play out here.
4: Well, the one of things we, we try to do, we try to play extremely hard. I mean, I, I think that's first and foremost. And, uh, you know, like last year, for example, we were the best team defensively in the Pac-12. Uh, we held teams to 67 points. Uh, we, we held teams to 39% from the field. And, and we the better teams in all the college basketball with allowing only 5.4, 3-point shots per game. So we, we just try to spend time with it. All offensively, for me, it's just kind of, According to your we have a base of what we want to do, but I really want to try to put guys in position to be successful offensive. You score, score the ball. You, you rebound, rebound the ball. I, I, want, I like to have an equal opportunity offense, but of course our best players make shots and make plays in order for us to be successful.
0: And, Coach, you mentioned Coach Jim Kady a lot uh, in this interview so far. Coach, tell us what he meant to you personally and professionally. What's some other coaches and people have had a big impact on you to make you the man you are today coaching the Cal Bears?
4: Well, I think the two guys you know that had the the biggest impact on me I'm outside of elementary school coaching, a uh, middle school coach, with my high school coach Benny Lewis was one of the winningest coaches of all the time in the state of Illinois, and then obviously Gene Katie, Uh, you know, two tough guys, two good men, two guys that worked too hard, uh, that, that value doing the right things, uh, understanding what it means to be a young man into your transition of being a man, how hard you need to work. Uh, life will not be easy, so. It's, when, when obstacles hit how do you handle these situations you don't give up you don't quit so those are the things that we always talked about I always talked about try to be responsible try to be accountable for your own actions don't blame don't point fingers so for me those are the things that always stuck with me and just really not making excuses for stuff when things don't go your way
0: exactly that's what you that's exactly what you said coach because uh like you said man uh you can always quit, you know. But you, you have an option to keep on going, and a lot of guys don't have it in them. Just, they wanna this. Well, want to come easy for them. But people don't realize it's not. It's not easy in life. You gonna have some obstacles to overcome before you get to where, get to where you want to be at.
4: Well, just it may mean, just a lifestyle. It, 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 you know thing what we do for our guys? we always talk about you have to commit to being successful as hard as that is you have to commit to being successful and what that means that becomes a lifestyle it's not just want to do this today it has to be a lifestyle you have to be relentless in fighting to be successful and the other thing you talk about with our guys and it and, and the thing about my translation when I'm talking basketball I also talk life stuff not try to put both of them they go hand in hand we just talk about their preparation because, again, taking care of your body as a, as a young student athlete, staying away from drugs, staying away from alcohol because all of a sudden those Fridays, Saturday night parties, you want to be try to stay away from that. I mean, fight it off as much as possible. And that means your preparation has to be at a high level. And what happens when you prepare yourself with winning ways and winning habits, then all of a sudden you start spending more time and in, investing in the right things every day. And all of a sudden you look up five, six, seven, eight years later you become a man, and your life is successful because of the sacrifice you made five, ten years ago.
0: Exactly. And, Coach, I, I want to talk to you about non-conference schedule. Coach, I see you have a, a great schedule out here, from South Dakota State. We had on T.J. Olsenberger on our show a couple of weeks ago as well. Then the go State, of course, is always another tough team to play. Louisiana Tech with Coach Conkle down there, Alcorn State, the Pearl Harbor tournament out there. So, Coach, is this non-conference schedule, is this is it what you wanted for you guys to test them early before they get in conference play, get you guys some experience out there, get them gelled up before that, that Pat 12 play
4: kicks in? It is. And, and, and for us, it's competitive team. San Diego State is always one of the better teams. South Dakota State, NCAA tournament team. They're very talented. Wyoming is always a tough team. We won one down the stretch at their place last year. UC Irvine is always a tough team. Pearl Harbor, you have Princeton, who's one of the better teams. Probably the team to win it uh, in the Ivy League this year. And then, obviously, you play, we play seed Hall in, in Pearl Harbor. So that won't be easy. But 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 you want to challenge yourself. Then, you, then we play, obviously, four or five no, when I say local, meaning California teams. It's always tough to play against. But for us, I think it prepares us. We have an experienced team, but you want to be battle tested going into the league play.
0: And coach, if you can show our listeners, like, what's a typical they like for you on like a game day and a practice day for you? What's typical they like they like for you as a coach of the Cal Bears?
4: Well, for me, um, what, what I try to drive. Some days I'm in the office, you know, 6 o'clock, uh, but. At least two days ago, I try to force myself to try to stand in the bed till six or seven o'clock, you know I, because it just it's it's amazing how once the season when school starts and the season comes, my body all of a sudden it gets to a point where four thirty, five o'clock I'm just up. And I go into the office and but, but some some days I have to fight to stay in the bed just to get extra hours of sleep because I'll be a walking zombie after that. But then, you know, you have practice and you have phone calls when you call in recruits, you watch your film with your player just before I told you I was watching film with some players and it just you know, you, you eating dinner with the guys, sometimes you even breakfast with the guys, uh, film, practice, preparation, recruiting and that's every day. Then somewhere that you have to find time, you know, with your family and, and, and to and to allow yourself to shut down or wind down and get ready for the next day. But it's nonstop, stop, but again it's what's what I chose to do and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do it, but it's never ending and and, and what we do is we just we just try to say we're building men. And, Coach, I want to
0: share this with you before you go, Coach. Uh, you, uh, when you was at Tennessee, you guys were playing against uh, Mercer. That was, the like, the final thing that I got to do with my mother when she passed away in the hospital. Uh, she had strong enough to watch the game with me when you guys played Mercer. She was dying of breast cancer, but she, she followed it hard because she knew you'd been on my show. She wanted to watch a game with me one more time, but she knew she was dying. So I just want to tell you that your team – Winning that game brought my mother joy in her final days of life. You know, she died on that following Monday. But that, seeing you guys play with her, watch the enemy, put a smile on her face, even during her, in her sickness, in her dying days, uh, it made her happy. To watch me be happy for you guys winning and, and try to keep my mind off what was happening to her. But just want to tell you, your team did bring me joy in that last few weeks of her life, man.
4: Well, thank you, man. That means a lot to me. Cause I, and I certainly know the feels of it. About a cancer that I would do
2: myself
0: at 26 years old. So very glad to hear that. Thank you, Coach. And, Coach, I say I, I, can, I can relate to you because, you know, what I said I lost my dad to prostate cancer, mom to the breast cancer, and I know you overcame cancer. So I know cancer affected us all in a way, major way, but I know if I was having a guy like you on the show, I just wanted to definitely tell you that, yeah, in that last few weeks of our life, you definitely gave me and her both a boost seeing your team play. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome, Coach. And, Coach, I look forward to having you on the show again real soon, Coach. I hope to see you down the road when you carry the game out of his way to Atlanta. But no doubt, we hope to see you down the road with another coach, okay?
4: Thank you. Anytime. Appreciate right. your time.
0: No problem. Folks, it's Conor Martin here on the Boss Man Show. Come on. This is Matt McCall, Chattanooga, after the break.
3: Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at CoachTWheel24 or Instagram TravisLWilliams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with JR McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, be an album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and Three One Three Fresh. We're gonna do two discs, thirty-three songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it.
2: Back here on the Boss Man Show, let's talk to Conzo Martin of the Cal Bears and Coach McCall's former assistant
0: Reggie Witherspoon of Canisius. And then we'll talk to the man himself, repping the sea down there in Chattanooga. My man, Matt McCall, Coach Man. How is life treating you down there in the sea,
5: Boss Man? You didn't tell me you had Reggie Witherspoon on the show, man.
0: That's my guy. Yeah, man. I had I had him kick off the show tonight for me. You know, I said I wasn't surprised. You tell you I had your man on the show tonight, man.
5: There you go. There you go. Everything's going good in Chattanooga, man. You know, just um, obviously it's cranked up. We're about 15 practices in. We got 15 more to go. So, um, you know, getting excited for the season here.
0: Now, Coach, we're heading to year two for you. What's the biggest difference for you from when we first talked last year to where you are right now? What's the thing that really affects you about your program that makes you most happiest to know that you've done since so you've been there at Chattanooga this past year or so?
5: Well, I think the biggest thing is as a new head coach, you know, you've never been a head coach before. You've never called a timeout. You've never um, talked to a referee during a game. You've never uh, made substitutions. You, you know, you've always been an assistant and kind of looked at the game in a different angle and completely worried or concerned or consumed with, you know, what your opponent was doing from a scouting standpoint. And, um, you know, I think for me having a year under my belt and being able to do some of those and make some decisions, make some decisions in the games on the line and do those types of things, Um, There's not as many unknowns for me going into this season or or things that I haven't done or or been able to do in a game. Um, So, you know, really just been trying to focus a tremendous amount on on getting our guys and our players better uh, and getting them in the best frame of mind mentally as we possibly can.
0: And, Coach, come off last year's tournament run, playing Indiana up there in that tournament game, what did you and your staff prioritize this offseason for your guys to get better and come back this year even better than ever after playing in that tournament experience and that that rush of playing in the the big dance what do you want to do coming in this year to be ready to go back there again
5: well i think the biggest thing is they have to understand that you know everyone's trying to get to the top of the mountain and everyone in the southern conference is trying to get to the top of the mountain and we were able to do that last year and get back up to the top but If we are in the mindset of we're we're trying to defend the championship, we're we're in the wrong wrong frame of mind. We're trying to chase another one, and in order to get back up to the top of the mountain, we got to go a different route, and we got to go back down to the bottom. And we can't start our season in March. Uh, It's a process, and the process has to be that we got to get better every single day, and that has to be our goal. And I think one of the things we took from the Indiana experience, the NCAA tournament experience, is we got to get better. And to be able to compete with teams like that in the country and to be able to win games like that on that type of stage, uh, we need to get better. Uh, but we can't be focused on that right now. we got to be focused on where we're at today. And today we're 15 practices in uh, with 15 more to go before we open up our season at Tennessee.
0: Folks, we have Matt McCall here on the Boston Show. Chattanooga, Miles, right off the road. I-75, go see them guys in McKenzie Arena, rep to see. And, coaches, I see, you got these practices going. Who are some guys on your roster that really had strong springs, summers, and so far? any practices, who's had some strong games they have been showing you, staff so far, that you want to single out for us here on the Boston Show so far?
5: Well, Boston, I think, well, you know, for us, it starts with our six seniors. Um, five of them have, have basically been starters in this program. Um, you know, all, all five uh, of our starters are basically back from last year's team, uh, with, the, with including Casey Jones in that mix, who obviously got hurt and had a season-ending injury. Um, so I think it starts with our seniors. I think they've all made improvements. I think they've all approached this off offseason uh, with the right frame of mind and not any level of complacency uh, by any means and have, have really focused on getting better. I think we did did add some really good, talented, young, new guys to our team, which, you know, last year what made us so good was, you know, our depth. And uh, we got to rely on our depth, you know, for for, for local listeners there. You know, in the Atlanta area, you know, a kid, a freshman named Rodney Chapman, I think you'll see, uh, play a lot of minutes for us this year, be a huge part of our team. He's got terrific basketball feel. He's got great IQ, um, and he's a terrific player, and we're really excited about him and all of our new guys especially.
0: And, Coach, how key was it for you to keep those guys who graduated in the program when they not go on the on grad transfer? How big of a sales did you do on those guys to keep them in-house the with you and not going elsewhere after they graduated in May?
5: Well, I think the biggest thing is, is it starts with them as people and what they represent and their character. Um, you know, a couple of them said if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, we don't need to go to an SEC school or an ACC school just to go. Uh, we're happy here. I think they enjoy playing the game. I think they get joy out of seeing each other succeed, which is rare. And I think, you know, what those guys did and the fact that they, they decided to come back says a lot about them as people uh, because it's rare. And I don't think in today's day and age in college basketball, a lot of guys would do what they did. You know, part of the reason they did it was, one, they had a lot of fun playing the game, but, two, you know, some of their teammates couldn't go. You know, Greg Pryor, uh, he didn't graduate. You know, Jonathan Burroughs Cook, he didn't graduate. Neither did Chuck Esther. You know, they did not want to leave those guys behind and just bolt for a high major opportunity. Um, and, I, and I think with the team that we have, and I think these guys really believe that they can compete with anybody in the country.
0: And I'll believe that, Coach, because I don't know too many teams that have six seniors that they can run out on the court at any given time. Like, if you get, you got a veteran team with a mix of young guys and transfers you had sitting out, so – I know. I feel like you Coach, you have a great mix once more of length and on the wing. So, do you want to still play fast? You're trying to play 9, to 11 guys. How are you trying to play this year with the roster you got ahead of you Is that you're working
5: with right now? Well, I, I think you'll see us continue to play fast. Uh, we, will, we will play our bench. We'll play you know, 9, 10 guys on a given night. Um, you know, A guy that made a big jump for us this summer that we're excited about that played some significant minutes for us last year in big games was Peyton Woods. You know, he's completely stretches the floor and I think, you know, a lot of when when you have guys like Casey Jones and Trey McLean on the wing with Justin Toyo inside, you know, those three guys especially garner a lot of attention, which will open up some things with some other guys like Peyton. So, you know, I think you'll see us space the floor we'll continue to try to play fast and you know, we wanna play our bench and I think you know, our new guys that we brought in, I think each one of them brings something different to the table. Um, and I think we need to utilize those guys and, and use our depth, so we can continue to play fast and press and get up and down. Now, coach, are you
0: worried about if Toyo gets gets in trouble? Maybe who who do you go to? in the middle, or are you are you good there? with the guys are about six, seven, six, five? Are you still good? If, if he, he's on the bench a little bit there, if, if he's in foul trouble or something like that?
5: Well, I think you know that's that's obviously a concern, um, Justin. You know, picking up a quick foul or, or getting two in the first half, but. Um, I think, by, you know, by committee we we can get it done. You know, I think at times that we can go small. Uh, you know, I think you look at uh, arguably the best team in the NBA right now, the Golden State Warriors. I mean, Draymond Green's their five man at six five, you know, six six, however big he is. And so, you know, being able to play smaller and you know play Chuck Esther some at the five, I think you know can pro- pose some some problems defensively uh, for teams just because Chuck's ability to put it down and drive the ball to the basket as well as shoot behind a three point line. So um you know, obviously Toyo's a weapon and we want Toyo out on the floor, especially with his ability to change the game defensively. Uh, but we have some other options that we'll be able to slide in there in, in case he does get into foul trouble.
0: Folks, you got Matt McCall here on the boss man showing the coach. Can I come a schedule, Coach? I see some games of interest that I'd like to see you guys win this game against Tennessee. North Carolina Vanderbilt and Marshall, Coach, that's a heck of a schedule there, Coach. And would you say this would be the hardest schedule ever in Chattanooga Mocs history that you put together? Is is this what you envisioned when you got there to have a schedule to test your guys where they get in there so the conference play and get get to Sanford's and the East Tennessee State's with Steve Forbes who want to come after your title, man? So is this what you wanted, man?
5: Well, I think last year our schedule was extremely challenging too. You know, uh, we, we played at Georgia the first game of the season. Uh, we went to Illinois and to Iowa State, uh, two terrific opponents and, and really challenging games. Uh, we played at Louisiana Monroe after we had played two games in two days down in Destin, uh, and then obviously played at Dayton. You know, so it, it was a challenging schedule as well. I think this year, you know, what we really tried to do was, you know, not only play some teams that are going to prepare us for some le- for for our league, but also get some quality opponents in the McKenzie Arena. You know, to be able to have Marshall and old school rivalry. You know, from Conference USA, who's obviously having a tremendous amount of success right now. I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting for our players. It's exciting for our fans uh, to get that rivalry back up and back rolling. Um, so, you know, you want to build a schedule that again prepares you for the league. Um, you, you know, and, and get yourself where you've played some road games, you've played in some difficult environments, um, but as well, you've played some difficult opponents at home because you know every every night in the league is a grind. Every game is a grind, and it's hard to win your league and. Um, you know, to be able to do that, you got to prepare yourself and that's what we try to do.
0: Did you get a chance to get some time with your wife and daughters this off season? Did you get a chance to take a break and just enjoy your, your family and any, I know you're a hardworking guy coach, but you get a chance to just to wind down a little bit to take you a little vacation, take you like a little break from my,
5: just being coach Matt McCall full of change. Listen, Brooklyn and Kylie have no idea that I'm the head coach of the Mocs. Okay. They think I go hang out with scrappy the mascot every day. So, you know, me being a basketball coach—that's that's not the most important thing to them. Me being their dad is, and uh,
3: you know, you got to
5: spend as much time with them as possible can. I think being a coach is difficult. Thank God for my beautiful wife. Um, but you know, we we, we spent a little time. We went on one of those Disney cruises, so I was chasing Goofy around that ship for a while.
0: Good deal, Coach. And I also saw you spoke at the, at the Thunder's coaches clinic, Coach. And how was that experience for you? And what did you take from that clinic as well for yourself as you come back with your staff and the team this year? How, how big was that for you in the program to have you at that point with Coach Donovan up there?
5: Well, Listen, I mean, I owe you know Coach Donovan so much. You know, basically my entire career uh, to where I've gotten to. And um, anytime he asked me or, or his organization asked me to do something, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it at the drop of the hat. So it was a great experience. You know, just really to get out to Oklahoma city and spend some time with him, spend some time with the staff and um, Anthony Grant's another mentor of mine that I I think the world of and really look up to in this business. And um, just to get out there and spend some time with those guys meant a lot to me. So, um, you know, I think the one thing that I've always taken from coach Donovan is he's always trying to grow. He's always trying to get better. He's always trying to learn more. And uh, I want to try to do the same thing because I know there's a lot in this business. I have left to learn and I got to continue to get better each and every day as a coach. And um, it was a great experience for me. And, Obviously, with the NBA starting tonight, and I think the Thunder play tomorrow. Uh, you know me; I'm the biggest Thunder fan, probably in, in in the whole state of Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I hear that, Coach. Now, do you they think they're gonna be good without KD, man? Russell gonna go for triple double this year, man?
5: <laughs> Boss, without... man, don't go don't go to the KD. Let's not talk about Durant. It's only gonna put me in a bad mood. We'll, we'll
0: stay okay. Keep I got you. Thunder, and
5: keep the focus on Westbrook.
0: Okay, yeah. Triple Dove Russell. Triple Dove Russell. There I you got go. you, Coach. I, hey, my Coach, man. are you still rock, rocking the Kango head? I got you, man. You still rock, rocking the yeah, Boss come Man Kango? Yeah,
5: I rock that thing all the time. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> hey, Coach, I got about five more I got this offseason. I'm going to get you one of my new ones, man. We got to real... get
5: some different colors going, man. We got to get some different colors.
0: Yeah, I got to get me a navy one and a yellow one, too, to wrap up the mocks, right? Down here at ACL, there man. There you go. All there right. There you go. Well, My coach, man. I'm gonna see you at Tennessee, man, no doubt. Now I'll definitely see you at Vandy, Vandy for sure. Now, I'll definitely be at the season sometimes see you guys play. So, coach, we'll have you on again real soon, man. Hold down in the you, man. we will see you in real soon, brother.
5: You got a boss, man.
0: All right, folks, back call on the Boss right, man. man Show.
3: Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The baby album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it. Get it. Man, true speech. We had Richard with a spoon of Kenny We had Conzo Martin of the Cow Bears. And we also had Matt McCall, Chattanooga Mox. Now it's time for my man, right hand man, true speech with me on the boss report dog. Are you ready for these weeks' boss report? Do you think that our emailer most listened to this boss report very closely today?
6: Man, I hope so, dude, because I don't want him to send another email to the show asking another ridiculous question. Exactly.
0: And for y'all know the some about support, this is the this is this is a report of the week of crazy. And it starts like this. So folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's box report. <laughs> Arizona drug. Arrested out him to fly across the country with almost six hundred thousand dollars of the code. Go,
6: go, 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 Man, you know what, though, bro? I saw that story and I was just amazed that one human being could actually transport like a half million dollars worth of
2: narcotics
6: and really think that they weren't gonna get caught. Like, you gotta do a, a, a cold SOV to really think you're gonna get away with a half million dollar transport of the life. Like, what the hell? Exactly.
0: And, uh, a Florida man arrested after allegedly went around some law off lobby and yelling, quote, free cluck code
6: at black while he masturbates to the sexist. I guess the that's black right. man mad is to go down with no flocking, huh? Uh, is that? Is that what they're going to charge him with no flocking? Probably problem so we up, like that. man. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, uh, man. W- you got it like, that. Uh, hey, shout out Kodak. Left, man.
2: you
6: like, get the hit, no, that actually about to Kodak, Kodak. Kodak got some hit, man. Mm-hmm. My not but you're man. I that. Like, right. i going I mean, to do that. But still, hilarious, I feel like i feel Kodak, man. That's just, mm-hmm. that's good, Oh, my goodness. As as to that you, trying to get out of jail. Exactly. And
0: a Wyoming man arrested, I attempted to pay off the with the
6: McDonald's quarter pounder. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, so he, he turned the weird because he was mad, or did you like turning the weird you know what I mean, after got done, yeah, after they got done, like, yeah, 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 we so try to get, get in the the the
0: pounder, you know, like, put yeah. like, yeah, so a <laughs> and it payment for her service, yeah, Yes, she's totally good. get him run, just for it. fun, I'm just saying, man, that's hilarious, man, mm-hmm. uh, that's good,
6: uh, terrible,
0: What a man arrested after strapping Roddenmorr, Rodden LaDonmore, to the top of a car
6: while he rode down the road. I saw a picture of it. It was pretty ridiculous what I saw. <laughs>
0: Ride him on top of your to
6: car. Yeah. I, I don't have one of these. Okay. Well. That's all I can say. Okay. Well.
0: New Zealand made arrested after busting loose from police,
6: jumping in pool while grunting, screaming,
2: and in martial arts.
6: So you trying to be like Jim Kelly or something? Or I don't know what I mean. Like, he's <laughs> trying to. Ooh, ooh, they
2: said,
0: "Quote, they went about to get me, but somehow they got me."
6: I would imagine so. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> what a bad take! You know what i <laughs> That's another
0: Bill, I don't know if she's a risk
6: for beating up woman at the lawn. Best the her. Well, I mean, I guess if they ain't get that fucking feel away, one, But that's a- That is just horrifically disgusting. It's like Juicy Juice, like what the hell?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: with a lot of Um... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's and
0: they're, 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 and dog, like, they're a take after doing something stupid is what
6: gets me to. Oh, like, absolutely. You take after they're just after I'm real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you I'm asking bitches to give a, give a take that bad to us after you do something mm-hmm. very stupid? Okay. Yeah, that's a...
6: So, dog, let's uh, wrap up this week's show. family and see man. Oh man, we are gearing up for this Toronto run, brother. Uh, very soon, we are heading off to Toronto. We got, uh, you know, got the word. We're heading back to the week Toronto, twenty sixteen. We can't wait to rock. We got a few shows out there. Uh, everybody needs to hit up familygrind.com to check out all the details. Of course, we got the album Cooking from the Underground still rocking. You can go on illstreetonline.com. That's I L L S T R E E T O N L I N E dot com. the You download Underground. That's where we Top albums we released so far. Uh, you know the homie Ace Bishop said it was a nice to meet you. It an amazing EP. Mm-hmm. Check that out on Instagram, dot com um, and FamilyGround, Also, man, you know, we appreciate everybody listening to the show and watching, showing and watching. Show amazing. Uh, so we working, we working. Workin'. So I need everybody to hit up FamilyGround, dot com. Stay here, don't be Come um. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.
3: Consulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at CoachTWill24 or Instagram TravisLWilliams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.
0: Hip hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh. Family Grind. ENT. Believe in it. Get it.